Going Linux, episode 321. Sabion Revisited. Welcome to the Going Linux Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy. And I'm your co-host, Bill. Whether you are new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you with valuable information and advice that will help you in going Linux. We hope that you find this and all our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and open source applications and using them to get things done. In today's episode, Sabion Revisited. Hello, Larry. Hey, Bill. Welcome back to another recording session of uh, Going Linux. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, some of the latest news is Ubuntu finally says no more Unity interface development. Yeah. Who would have guessed? (laughs) They're going to use GNOME 3 now. Yeah, I'm not so sure that it's a result of the... um... Uh, the negative reaction to Unity when it was first released with the buttons on the wrong side and all that other good stuff. I think it has more to do with the fact that Ubuntu or Canonical was attempting to use Unity as the interface to help drive forward the concept of having a single operating system that runs on multiple devices, including tablets and phones, as well as desktop computers. Yeah, I think I think they just tried to bite off more than they could chew. So everybody yeah. gets to use GNOME three now, which is good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then the other is I have to pick our users' brains here. I've been okay. playing my next Linux desktop. It's not going to be a laptop. I'm going either. I'm, I've looked at two. One from System seventy six called uh, Wild Dog or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, maybe I should just build it and. Uh, because uh, I can't find exactly what I want. Uh, I'm looking for something that, you know, maybe has an, uh, an i5 or i7 processor, probably 16 to 32 gigs of RAM, uh, probably have an SSD for the operating system, but then I want to put a, a couple uh, terabyte drives in for storage. Um, so I, I, if any of my, our listeners has any ideas or suggestions from many motherboards that they know works well with Linux, or uh, anything like that. Uh, give, uh, how about uh, post it in our forums and or uh, send send us an email <laughs> and Larry or forward, forward them to me. But I'm I'm right now. I want something with with uh, that's capable of doing um, some light video editing, audio editing, of course. But uh, uh, I, I want it to be uh, everything needs to be Linux. You know, I don't want to have to fight with it uh, compatible. You know, I want yeah. it to just work. So I'm pretty much settled on an NVIDIA. I just haven't decided what card. So, you know, which card they would recommend. So any of our listeners, help me out. Okay. Well, there it is. Yeah. Hopefully you get some really good responses. and We have smart uh, people. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and we'll figure it out. That's for sure. And whether you build one or whether you buy one. Uh, I guess depends on what kind of suggestions we get, right? Yeah, uh, just kind of suggestions. Uh, I, I just, I have a problem. Uh, I mean, there are some uh, systems that I could buy that has Windows installed, but I, I, I just don't want to deal with that at all. And I don't want to, yeah. and I want to make sure every piece that goes into it uh, is compatible. Right. 
Right. And certainly going the system 70 or six route, you have that. Yeah. Yeah, but so. if it if they don't have a configuration that you want or that you can modify one of those configurations, you know, when when you log in and, and order mm-hmm. one, you get some choices. But if they don't offer the choices you're interested in, then maybe building one is the right option for you. I, I'm just trying to decide whether uh, – do I really need an i7 like in my – that I have on my laptop or well, I could an i5 um, – work just as well because you know there seem to I'm, it's hard to tell the difference between some of them um, yeah so maybe someone's smarter than me i was looking at the specs i'm like you know what is the difference here i5 you know is very close to my i7 i have in my laptop now so i don't know i'll let the smart or smart listeners uh, help me figure this one out yep okay good and well my um what did you do my uh latest uh, thing is not computer hardware but computer software and i have upgraded to ubuntu mate 17.04 man you don't upgrade uh, kick these days yeah yeah so i i'm on the latest ubuntu mate and not much has changed which is a good mm-hmm. thing <laughs> because <laughs> because it runs as expected yeah, some updated uh, kernel, updated Mate version, some updated applications or swapped out applications. They've moved everything to GTK3 as opposed to some of the GTK2 things that were hanging around from previous releases. So they've upgraded everything in preparation for, I'm sure, the next long-term support release. And we'll try these things out and see how it goes. Um the good thing is for those people who are on the long-term support release, which of course is what we recommend for folks who just want their operating system to get out of the way, let them get things done and so that it works for them rather than the other way around, stay on the long-term support releases. But one of the things you run into with other distributions is when you stay on an LTS, you usually end up with older versions of applications unless you manually install the newer versions or you subscribe to a PPA and get your versions that way. The nice thing about Ubuntu Mate is that when you go through the software boutique, many times they're using those same PPAs, trusted PPAs, personal package archives is what PPA stands for. Um, By virtue of that fact, you're getting the latest version of those things that are installed by way of the software boutique, regardless uh, of uh, what release of Ubuntu Mate you're on, because the PPAs are always kept up to date with the latest versions, and so you never fall behind, at least with those particular packages or those particular applications. So that's one of the good things with Ubuntu Mate, is they take things from a practical perspective. Well, that sounds like the best of both worlds. It does, it does. Let me know how it works. Yep. So far, so good. Nothing okay. Nothing is different. Nothing is broken. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's good. Let me play with it. I'll break it. Okay. On with our episode. <laughs> yes. So on our a couple episodes back, I did a distro review of several different um, distributions, mm-hmm. and I kind of was frustrated with Sabion, and I said, you know, I really 
need to give them the benefit of the doubt. So what I did is I said, let's have some fun and a lot of pain. And it wasn't really that <laughs> okay. bad. So, okay. so you know, after the last issue review, I decided to have another look at Sabion Linux. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was a little too harsh on it because Katie had really annoyed me with with all his issues, and I and and I can actually say I'm glad I went back and reviewed Sabion because I'm not gonna tell you you have to wait to the end of the episode to find out. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Of course, they could just fast forward it, but okay. Yeah. So the version, the current version, is sixteen eleven. Mm-hmm. And it's a six four. I use six four bit, of course. And one of the things I noticed after I got through a lot of yanking Katie out by its roots was that the system resources utilized uh, with the Cinema Desktop are really impressive. Mm-hmm. I was running two browsers, email clients, music player, along with I had a video that was playing in VLC in the background. And the system never needed to use the swap, and the highest I ever saw the memory usage was 2.5 gigs. Wow, okay. Now, I do have a Core i7, which has eight cores, and I, I was watching the, how much it was actually working the, the cores, and it really never maxed them out. It seemed to really handle anything I could throw at it. It never mm-hmm. really felt slow. Now, this is my unscientific tests, of course. Yeah. But it, you know, it's really good. Uh, it seems to be really good on the hardware when it comes to running it. Okay. So if you have an older laptop, I'm saying, hey, it, it could probably run pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. It, it certainly sounds it. Sounds it. So um, before we go on, let's give a bit of a description of Sabion okay. for those yeah, folks who, who don't know it all that well. And I'll read this directly from Sabion's website on how they describe themselves. It says, Sabion is a beginner-friendly, Gen 2-based, open-source Linux distribution. We aim to deliver the best out-of-box user experience by providing the latest open-source technologies in an elegant format. In Sabion, everything should just work. We offer a bleeding-edge operating system that is both stable and reliable. That's a lot to say. Yeah, usually when you're describing bleeding-edge, it's not in the same sentence as stable and reliable. And elegant. Yeah, and elegant. So, uh, with that (laughs) in mind, Bill, what did you find out? Okay, before we, we start, let's take a quick look at some of the facts about Sabion, so we're all on the same page. Okay. Sabion is based on Gentoo. Now, Gentoo is is you compile everything for a Gentoo uh, mm-hmm. system, right? I mean, everything. So it's really uh, the one of the distributions you go to when you're more advanced and you just want to get the most out of your. Uh, your hardware right. and software. Yeah, and one of, one of the advantages of compiling your own software to install it on your computer is the fact that, A, you don't have any packages that you don't need, mm-hmm. and B, you end up with a configuration uh, of that particular application that's specifically geared to the hardware that you have on your computer because you're compiling it on that hardware. Yeah, so it's so it's... 
Gentoo, it's not like a distro that is like based on Red Hat or Debian. Mm-hmm. And th- th- this is an important fact because those are two, um, um, uh, hang on. See, I messed up here. Sorry. I didn't mean to throw you off. Yeah, that's all right. <clears throat> um, let me just read. So Sebion is based on Gentoo. And so it's not like Red Hat or Ubuntu, which, you know, have big companies. It's actually more like Debian. Uh, and that's an important fact because it's a community uh, run distribution. It doesn't have a lot of large back- backers. Right. Okay. So, so everything's done because people uh, love what they do and they want to see it do well. Uh, I'm not saying that uh, Red Hat and Ubuntu are different, but it, it's kind of a different philosophy, uh, sort of, because it's they don't have a big company that dump a lot of resources. It's supported by the community. Yeah. Now the package manager it uses is called, and I always, every time I see this, I want to say Ringo, but it's Rigo. I think it's Rigo or Rigo, however you want to say it, which pulls from a huge binary package library. Now let me just define binary for you. Binary just means that the source programs are already compiled to run on the system. So most of the time, the general options and features are selected that most users would want and use. Now, if you want to compile your own version of the software from source, you can do that too because it's based on Gen 2. And uh, since it's based on Gen 2, you can use a program called Portage. And I will put a link in the show notes so you can get your geek on if you want to read about that. Okay. Uh, I didn't do any uh, any compiling at all. Okay. I just used Norigo to install the packages. I went the lazy way, search for the program, and click the button, done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So what did you find out that were the pros and the cons? The pros, everything I found just worked. Uh, once I found the package, I clicked it, entered my uh, password, it installed it. It ran great. The cons, if you're really trying to get the absolute most bang for this, your hardware buck, you might be losing a little, a little bit of uh, speed. But it was so fast that you know I just didn't see the need to even compile it. But you can if you want to. Okay. Now, the thing with it being on Gentoo based is that if you can't find something in the library, you're going to have to compile it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I was able to find everything that you needed. And so, you know, when you compile programs, you get to pick what features you want. Right. But with, with the ones in the binary library, it they're just, you get what's compiled into it. And from what I was able to see, uh, see it had everything I wanted. So I think new users just click it and forget it type of thing. And later on, if you want to go and, um, you know, compile something, uh, you can. So that's the only pros and cons I can really think of Mm -hmm. about this system. Okay. So, you know, another thing that I found is that Sabion is a rolling release. So you install it and you forget about it to a point. (laughs) <laughs> okay. It depends on when you installed the image. You could have a lot of updates, and I did. I timed my system updates, and it took 
under two hours, and I have a pretty fast connection. <laughs> so, uh, but I was still able to use the system. I just didn't have all the latest and greatest until it was updated. So if you don't have a real fast connection, you might want to start the updates and go to bed. Mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so this is one of those where they put out a new image periodically, and if you get the image just after the release it, it's not going to be very many updates for you. But yes. if you happen to get it just before they release a new image, <laughs> you've got to catch up on all those updates, right? You do. Yeah. Now, this is important because there some of our listeners might be on a metered connection, and it can eat quite a bit of data. Yeah. Just to kind of give you an example, I had 174 updates to the system, and I had just updated two days ago. The mm -hmm. good news is I always had the latest and greatest, but uh, sometimes you, you know it's like okay, another another hundred updates. So that's the thing with the rolling release; you're constantly getting updates to software and the system. So that's that's different. It's not like a long-term support where you know pretty much all the features are set, and like you said, you know they might update the programs, but the base system stays the same until you upgrade. Mm hmm. Right. So, so if you're uh, if you're using your computer tethered to your cellular telephone and you've got an unlimited plan, you're going to hit the cap on your unlimited plan, which, of course, makes it not an unlimited plan. But that's yeah. one, of, one, of, one of the uh, issues with the U.S. Uh, <laughs> mobile phone plans here is that even the unlimited plan has limits on data and so on. So anyway, don't use this distribution if the only connection to the internet you have is through your cell phone because <laughs> you're going to eat up your data plan <laughs> pretty quick. Yeah. Now, they do have a sense of humor. Oh. Uh, when, you, when you select updates, it says, okay, we're working. Go make some coffee. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, good, good. <laughs> so it's usually not that bad. But if you like I said, if you get that, that uh, image... Uh, there's going to be lots of updates, so be prepared to watch Netflix or watch a video or go watch a movie or go to bed because it's still going to be updating, and when you get up, it'll be done. Yeah, so have you used it long enough to know how frequently you get updates after you've been using it a while? Do you get like 100 a day? or I, I, I got, Like I said, I got 174, and I had just updated two days ago. Uh-huh, Okay. But these were these were this was relatively quick updates. Okay, all right. Uh, so, so you're going to need a a decent machine to run Savion to handle all these updates quickly and so on. So let's take a look at what the system requirements for Savion are according to their website again. All right. Okay. Okay. So, 64-bit processor, at least 512 megabytes of RAM. And they suggest one gigabyte for decent eye candy effects. So if you're going to use flashy graphics, one gigabyte. An OpenGL-capable 3D graphics card, and mostly NVIDIA, ATI, Intel, and VIA, or VIA, VIA, yeah. 20 gigabytes of free space. That's for a bare minimum DVD install. 30 plus gigabytes is highly recommended. 8 gigabytes of free space for a mini CD install. Hmm. I didn't know that anybody used mini CDs anymore. But anyway, uh, 10 plus gigabytes is recommended for internet connection. Not mandatory, but it's highly suggested. 
And they also say a DDC-capable monitor, mouse, and keyboard. And DDC is a standard, I think, that lets the software control the power settings and other settings around display, keyboard, and mouse, I think. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, I had to look it up myself. They, They also state that the install recommendations of 512 megabytes of RAM might be too low for some of the desktops. So one gigabyte might be considered the lowest. I would try to install Savion with. Yeah, I don't think you want to try it with 512 megabytes, but it's good to know that if you feel daring, you could. But most machines and even older ones at least have one gigabyte, so that's not really an issue. Um, So none of these system requirements look extreme, uh, but the one thing I would point out... Uh, they say the 30 gigabyte is highly recommended. Nah, mm-hmm. you might want to add a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that seems minimum to me. <laughs> yeah, they 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 install a lot. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now let's talk about the community just for a second. Sure. Uh, and I I interacted with quite a uh, quite a few of them uh, in their forums, and I chatted with them on IRC, and I had some questions, and were very all of them were very helpful and friendly, and never once did they tell me to RTFM or read the manual. Mm-hmm. And that's the nice way to say it. Yeah. Um, I know you, Ubuntu has some friendly forms, and I would say Sabians are just as friendly, so there's nothing you know to be intimidated about. I do get the impression that from the reading and chatting that the people are a little bit more laid back because it is community distribution, and they seem to be pretty much happy group. So <laughs> they, it was not very intimidating at all. Um, now... I'm going to chat about my experience and how I changed Sabion to meet my needs, which involves ganking out KDE. Okay, sounds like we're going towards a rant here, Bill. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to try to keep it to a minimum here, but uh, KDE, what were you smoking? Okay. Oh man, KDE was just a pain in the butt. The, you know, the you know there was glitches to just work the volume. There was three panels I had to play with, so mm-hmm. I said, "Oh man, this is this is not working." Okay. And you know, it lock it would lock the machine up and sit there, and then the the browser, the text was all huge, and it was just I, more problems than I wanted to deal with. So I um went ahead and said, I'm going to tweak the system and I'm going to really give it a a decent try. And spoiler alert, now I did like it after I ganked out KDE and put Cinnamon in. Mm-hmm. And I really, really, really like it. Okay. Uh, Cinnamon, Larry got me started on Cinnamon and I just, I've kind of fallen in love with it. So it's not one of the uh, versions, the, uh, the official versions, yeah, the official versions, but yeah. uh, you can get like Savion GNOME and you can add the um, packages from the from the library, so it's not okay. a big di- issue. And there's weakest weak wikis that tell you how to do it. Okay, so you start with GNOME and then you add Cinnamon on top, or like me, you start with Savion KDE, yank KDE out and giggle with happiness, and then you install GNOME, and then you install Cinnamon, and then you have the machine that you should have done it the other way. Kind of. <laughs> okay. 
So they have five versions of, of Sabion. And I'm not listing the server versions or the super minimalist version because they have those too. But okay. the ones that an average user would want to just download, install, just to get things done. Okay. And this is going to make you happy. They have Sabion Mate. Okay. They have Sabion Gnome. Right. Sabion KDE. Don't ever use it. Sabion XFCE. And I included this one, but this one might not be the most user-friendly, for, but maybe for more advanced users, Sabion Fluxbox, because that's pretty bare. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So those so, are the five official versions. Yeah. yeah, five official versions. Now, there are the other ones with the server version, the minimalist version. I didn't even include those, but they do have them, so you know, don't write me and say, hey, you didn't tell about these. Yeah. I just wanted the ones that someone could download, install, and use. Right. Okay. And I and actually, if you really want to get to it, I would say it has four because I wouldn't consider KDE worth a, the uh, – never mind. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, of course, I had picked KDE, and it was not a nice experience. Uh, it had glitches, so I got rid of it. I did a quick search on a wiki. It told me how to do everything. I followed the steps. And it just worked perfectly. Once Sim was installed, all the problems went away. Uh, then to my pleasure, no more problems. No more problems at all. It just worked beautifully. I hmm. haven't had a single problem. I mean, I just wish I would have done it the easy way. But of course, that's not me. So here's my recommendation for you guys. Any version except KDE. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, and I'm a little surprised because KDE is a very established uh, desktop environment. And, you know, it's been around a long time, but it, more importantly, it's got a lot of tweaks and adjustments and so on. You would think that you would be able to, as a uh, Sabion developer, um, mm -hmm. putting together the Sabion distribution that you could tweak KDE so that it works a little bit better? Well, they could probably do it. I don't have the patience for it. <laughs> yeah. I just want it to work. Yeah, but I would think that the package maintainers or the distribution maintainers would, would do some tweaking up front. But maybe maybe their philosophy is provide the bare bones and the user is going to tweak it to their own but they include uh, everything but the kitchen sink in the – I mean I was uninstalling uh, KDE programs forever. Mm. But Oh, yeah, yeah. When you install KDE to get it uninstalled, not an easy task. No. It took a while. But uh, I've heard that the Sabian Mate is really good. Uh, I heard uh -huh. the Gnome is good. And, right. And – um, and there's a lot of people that actually like XFCE. I wanted to use Cinnamon because Larry got me hooked on it, and mm -hmm. um, I it, hate it for that. It really is never. nice. <laughs> yeah, it is nice. It really is very friendly. Yep. So um, that's about the end of the rant. Uh, so okay. if you were someone that was going to use Sabion, Larry, which one would you recommend for someone – just brand new, maybe the top three that you you would uh, recommend. And this doesn't include cinnamon, right. but out of that list, which ones would you recommend in what order? Well, I have to do this a little bit blind because I haven't tried Sabion. 
uh, in a long time. And when I did try it, it was just in a virtual machine, which is somewhat of a artificial environment, although you, you do get a good flavor for how it works. So just based on what I know about the desktop environments and your review so far, I would have to say for an average computer user who just wants to use Linux, savvy on Linux to get things done, uh, start with the Mate version. Uh, then I, I think the GNOME version is probably number two. Okay. And the XFCE version would be number three. And based on your review of KDE, uh, it's not going to be number four. It'll be at the bottom of the list. And I would recommend <laughs> the the Fluxbox more complicated version before I recommend a version that you've just said doesn't really work. So <laughs> Mate, Gnome, XFC, Fluxbox, and then KDE. I was expecting you to say I'd recommend KDE first. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I think you would agree with my assessment, right? Yeah, I think uh, pretty much right, that list works. Now, one of the things I like about Savion is that it comes ready to go to work. Surf the web, and most important, you can find the programs that, you, that you're that you used to in Windows or, or even OS X. And some of the ones that I use and found and installed with ease are Dropbox, Google Chrome, Skype, just to name a few. All of them worked with zero trouble. Good. Uh, and I know these are not open source programs, but let's face it, these are the things people want and need to work. Right. So if it's between having it on Linux or having it on Windows, I'd take it on Linux any day of the week. There and that's just, that's just me. Now, if this is not what, you know, if you're into the open source and you don't want to install these, this is not the distribution for you. Uh, because uh, another thing that made me real happy was the media codexes were installed. No digging around or trying to find the right ones to get that video to play or the DVD to work. It just works, mm -hmm. and it works well. And what's and that's what's needed in my opinion. Now, if you want a Linux, a Linux distribution that doesn't have this, there's lots of them out there. So, again, just fair warning. This this one has no. Uh, uh, qualms about including codexes and stuff. <laughs> so okay, yeah, it, everything just works out of the box. Install and play, or install and work. You're kind of your choice, right? So Savion is not one of those that would make uh, Richard Stallman happy. Oh no, no, he would probably be f flipping around, rolling on the floor if he, you know, because it has you know the the latest Nvidia um, drivers and you know et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm just of the opinion that it's uh, it's great for people that just want to, or that are coming from Windows or coming from OS X and just want a system that they can get the programs they need to work or play without a lot of hassle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would not have thought Sabion would be one of those that we could recommend for new users, but it sounds like if you select the right desktop. It could be a very useful place to start with Linux. May take a little additional tweaking yes. uh, than something like Ubuntu Mate or uh, Mint with Cinnamon, uh, but it's, uh, it sounds like it's reasonable for recommending to a new user who wants to, maybe maybe someone with a desire to dig into Linux a little bit more as opposed to somebody who just wants it to use and get out of the way. Yeah, now I will say... 
it is uh, new user friendly, but I would say it's not as friendly as Ubuntu Mate or uh, Linux Mint or regular Ubuntu. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'd say it's in the top five. Uh, so after my harsh review last time, I'm ready to revamp my rating on Sabian Linux. Okay. And from one to five, f- five being the best and one being worst, I would give Sabian about a four and a half. Okay. Nothing's perfect. Now, I, I have been liking Sabian so much, I am st- going to stick with it. I have got it set up, and I am just not about to go through all that work again. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, yes, there's so that way it, of thinking about it. Yeah, it, I've got it. It works great. It has all the programs. I'm enjoying it. So, you know, that will probably last a couple of weeks until I get another uh, fly in my ointment and have to try something different. And right. so, you know, you've heard that before. I'm sticking with it. Oh, I changed. that's true that's true so here's the test bill yes when you you, at the top of the show you were talking about either building or buying a new Mm -hmm. computer would you put sabian on your new computer absolutely good okay so there's a chance you might stick with it yeah i might stick with it but okay we'll see you know (laughs) ask me next episode if i'm still running all right fair enough okay (laughs) okay now I gave it a four and a half, and that being said, I do have to admit I rather grudgingly that while I think it can be used by a brand new person, mm-hmm. I still mm-hmm. feel Ubuntu Mate uh, or Linux Mint would be a better starting point for the newest people. Right. Okay. Yep. I, I have to say that again. So, you know, uh, because Ubuntu Mate and even Linux Mint, they, they really – cater to new users yes. and I believe installing it and getting things up and running would be easier than Sabion but no, I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility for someone to actually get it Sabion to work if they're brand new I just there's some things that you know require a little bit more understanding and I just think Ubuntu Mate would still be number one in that book yeah, so it sounds like you want to use Ubuntu Mate or Linux Mint, but Sabian would be for someone who's not about to get frustrated maybe with some issues with their computer or their software, right? Yeah, I would say that. Uh, and, you know, I've used Ubuntu Mate and I like it a lot. And the reason I'm saying I think it would be a better first-time um, Linux distribution to start with is the setup's easy, and if they go with the long-term support, they they don't they're not going to have all these updates nonstop. Right. You know, uh, or you know, it's just uh, the the program manager is easier to understand. Uh, you know, get finding things. Uh, there's lots and lots of documentation from Debian, from Linux Mint, from Ubuntu to Ubuntu Mate. They all have. Uh, websites and and uh, wiki so that people can find just about anything they need to get to fix if they do have a problem or if they have a question. So that's that that's why I didn't give it a perfect five. But nothing's perfect. So yeah, I, no, it's so, that's a very high rating. So that's good. Yeah, for me, considering I think I gave it like two stars last time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um. So I think Savion is a strong contender, and maybe after the user gets more comfortable uh, with Linux, they can try this. 
Um, if they happen to be more of a computer savvy person, give it a whirl. Now, Seven has a lot to offer, but one of the reasons it has a lot to offer is it has a base of Gentoo. Um, and if that way you can actually use a Sabian to kind of get into Gentoo slowly and, you know, compile your first programs in Sabian. And there's, you know, I, I put some links in the uh, show notes that to show you how to do it. They don't really recommend it, but you can. Mm-hmm. And maybe after you've been a while, you want to try Arch. Um, or maybe some of the other uh, more advanced distributions. You don't have sure. to, but you know, if you're like us, you just want the thing to work and don't want to have to tinker with it all the time. This is probably one of the uh, one of the ones that you can kind of play with and still have <laughs> everything work until you break it, like I do. <laughs> so, uh, if you go with uh, Sabian, and this is just from my experience. You should have a pretty good experience as long as you stay away from KDE. Now, I'm hoping that KDE will get their act together. Um, but I've tried other KDEs, and this is, it's really irritated me. I, I'm not a big KDE fan anyway, but I wanted to see it because you know they always say, hey, we're, we've been around for, I think, to, to celebrate their 20th anniversary um, of the project not too long ago. And it's just not where it needs to be for new users. I mean, if this was what someone handed me and I had that interface with all the problems, I'd go back to Windows. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think Ubuntu Mate is well, a good one. You know, go go with something like Sim and Ubuntu Mate, um, Linux, Man, you know, something that's, a, you know, people can kind of relate to. Right, right. And I think if you did want to try KDE, you, you would probably be better off going to Ubuntu with KDE because they do some tweaks to make sure that KDE is configured properly for Ubuntu before they actually send it out as a release, right? Yeah, I would say so. I say that they probably have it. Or another one's called KRunner. I hear they have a real nice one. Right. Okay, good. Anyway, that's the end of my rant and my review. Sebion, four and a half stars. uh, But... uh, I think our recommendation for, from our podcast for first-time user, go with Ubuntu Mate as number one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. And, Bill, you put a lot of work into this. Thanks for reviewing Savion. Uh, I know it takes some time to put together this kind of a review, and I think you did a bang-up job on it. I think you've uh, dug into some of the things that people would want to know in order to get your recommendation before they try it. And you've given enough cautions around when to use it and when not to use it. I think our listeners would have an idea of which category of user they fall into. So, you know, if, if you're not the kind of person who likes to uh, experiment around a little bit um, and you are the kind of person who just wants things to work out of the box without having to adjust anything or uh, mess with things to make them work. Sabion's probably not for you, but if you don't mind uh, tinkering a little bit, adjusting settings, if you're the kind of person after you install, you want to set things up just the way you like it, Sabion might be for you. Yeah. uh, Okay. Of course, Larry, you could give me a, uh, a challenge to do a review on Ubuntu Mate that would give me a 
an excuse to wipe out Sabion, but now I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> Look, I think uh, if if you really wanted to use Ubuntu Mate, I wouldn't have to throw out a challenge for you to do it. <laughs> but see, that way I could say face. <laughs> I see, I see. Okay, so you're not Bill, working with me here. I'd I'd like you to do a review of Ubuntu Mate. Great. I'll get right on it. <laughs> okay. I, I, actually, um, I am looking forward. I haven't downloaded the latest version, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of anxious to see what's changed. Um, you know, Sabion, I'm going to keep on my spare hard drive because I've got three in here. Uh, yeah. And I've got a, one that's just begging to have another – has the old, an old Ubuntu on it. So I think that thing needs to die. Uh-huh. So – so I think it's a nuke and pave uh, uh, sometime this week so I can play with it. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how it compares to now that I've spent so much time with Sabion. Now I can kind of switch back and forth. And, sure. and uh, I'm going to write – I think I will write a Ubuntu Mate and just kind of give my overall because I haven't done one. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I know you've you've uh, had high praise for cinnamon and you really like cinnamon. Oh, as I do. do I. I really like it. It's nice and smooth and and modern looking and so it's on. Buttery. And yes. The the thing with cinnamon though, I find when I install a distribution with cinnamon, I'm adjusting the user interface of cinnamon so that it looks like GNOME 2 <laughs> 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 or Mate. So I decided, why not just go with Mate? And then I have less to adjust. And with this release and the most recent releases of Ubuntu Mate, it is, it has um, that smooth, nice, professional look to it. And Mm -hmm. it just does what I want it to do. So yeah, I'd be interested in your thoughts about it. You know, one thing I'm really surprised is that, you know, Mate looks uh, almost exactly like the old gnome too, but yeah. But I don't understand why Ubuntu wouldn't adopt that as their uh, desktop of choice. And, you know, you can have a gnome one too, but you know, people liked, and I did too. I liked the old interface. It worked well. It wasn't flashy. You could make it flashy, but yeah. it, you know you didn't have to dig around fifteen menus to turn up the volume like you have to do on that project that will go unnamed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just wonder why do you think they wouldn't, uh, you know, use the Mate uh, desktop for that? Well, they do. Ubuntu Mate is the one of the official. Versions, well, I know it's one of the know. official, but why don't they just make that a default? It just seems oh, like as be... as the main version. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. I think they wanted to have Mate as one of their official versions, and I think that they wanted to move on to something other than Unity. And rather than completely kill Unity and not replace it with anything, I think they took the option of saying, "Okay, we're since Unity is based on GNOME, let's just go back to GNOME." Uh, and we'll have two gnomish, uh, really, you know, versions for our users. There's the true gnome version, and there's the uh, Ubuntu Mate version, which, although it looks like Gnome Two, it is a modern desktop environment. It is not Gnome Two. It has come a long way. the The only yes. thing that looks like 
GNOME 2 is the fact that you've got a, uh, a panel at the top and a panel at the bottom, and the configuration of the menu is as it was in GNOME 2. Everything else is completely modern, GTK3, and works like butter. It works like butter. Now, I also want to throw one more. Uh, I was When I was asking for um, uh, people's ideas on my, my build of my, my future machine, yeah, uh, I didn't mention uh, uh, if they thought maybe AMD uh, would be a uh, processor would work. So, you know, either way, uh, if you think that AMD would be a better, let me know. Okay, and and based on that, I think we can get a lot of discussion going with it. So let's direct all of the input on Bill's new machine over to our forums on Google Plus, yes. so that we can get some back and forth on the suggestions and here's what I think. Here's what somebody else thinks. And here's why this opinion is better than the other opinion. And I I don't want any flame wars, but let's see if we can get some real debates going. Yeah. And whoever helps me most gets a mention on the podcast. Like, Oh, wait a minute. Now I want people to help me. Never mind. <laughs> so yeah, I think yeah. we better wrap this thing up before okay. I get in more trouble than I already am in. All right, a PKD project's gonna send a hitman after me. I think so. After this one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bill. So our next episode is listener feedback, and until then, you can go to our website at goinglinux.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and to subscribe to our podcast. We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done. And if you'd like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux podcast Google Plus community. Until next time, thanks for listening. 73. music provided by Mark Blasco at podcastthemes.com.